What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Vince Hockey, coming at you from the Nashville of the North, Brooklyn, New York. This is the latest episode of Two-Tone Nation, unfortunately, uh, our final one for the 2019 season. It was an exciting one for the boys in Two-Tone Blue, uh, getting all the way to the AFC Championship game before, unfortunately, falling to a mighty, mighty team, the Kansas City Chiefs, 35-24. This week, we have something uh, very special for you listeners at home, our first guest of the season, this one coming all the way from Italy. Uh, We got Renato Piccolo, a good buddy of mine that represents uh, Tennessee Titan fans all across my second home in Italy. Renato, welcome to the show. Hey man, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, as you said, uh, we are from Italy. I am uh, especially one of the uh, of the two admin of the Facebook page of the Titans in Italy. Uh, it's 71 of us, so we are not a big bunch, but we are passionate and proud of our Titans, as, as you are, I guess. No, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on. And just a little background for my listeners: um, I am I am uh, I'm dual dual citizen of Italy in the U.S. Uh, I speak I speak. Italian as well as English. So Renato uh, runs a great, great group with, uh, like you said, a really passionate fan base in Italy. All Italians are passionate, but especially for the <laughs> Titans. Yeah. Um, so we, we met through that group and uh, he's a huge fan, super excited to have him on the show. Um, and to really just kind of kick things off, obviously, to break down our Chiefs game, unfortunately, we fell to Kansas City 35-24. Kansas City's a great team. Patrick Mahomes had a wonderful game. Uh, their defensive line really uh, made a made a big impact and, and ultimately slowed down slowed down our our rushing attack that really carried us through the first couple weeks of the postseason and and our defense unfortunately just wasn't really able to keep up with with the Kansas City firepower. Uh, Renato, uh, tell me about uh, how you watched the game. Uh, what went wrong from your end uh, that that resulted in us unfortunately not making it to the next step of the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, let me say um, I'm sad, but I'm not disappointed because uh, if I would uh, have asked you, uh, did you imagine that our Titan team uh, switching from a, from, from a Mariota to a backup quarterback uh, would have gone deep into the playoffs, deep into the postseason, right up to the AFC Championship? Yeah, no one could have said that. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm sad that we went out, but I'm not disappointed that we made it that far. Um, I think that uh, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL, and that team we faced uh, in the AFC Championship is way way different from the one that we beat during the regular season. Uh, Mahomes was wasn't hundred percent then, and it, it is right now, and he probably will be at the peak performance uh, uh, playing against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Uh, that is a, a fantastic player. Is really amazing to watch him. And I think that we got beat by a, a better team, by a, a better quarterback, and by an, I think by an unstoppable offense. Uh, the way that they picked up the pace after we went up 17-7 to and um, the real turning point to me was when Mahomes scored uh, that touchdown right before halftime, uh, scrambling like I was, I think it was like 17 or 20 yards or so, or, or maybe more. Um, that was a turning point. I think that we never, uh, we never were able to climb up from there. And yeah, uh, but you know, I can't say that we play bad. Uh, our defense uh, made uh, the best effort they could. 
Uh, I think our receiver actually played pretty well. Um, Derrick Henry, of course, was stopped. Uh, the offensive line didn't play the best football this season in that uh, in that particular game, and that surely didn't help Tannehill. It didn't help uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, but overall, uh, I'm not disappointed in the in the season, of course, and. Uh, yeah, it was it was tough seeing us uh, beat, but you know, I still love my Titans. No, yeah, absolutely. I think I think you hit the nail on the head. We 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 ran into a team that's playing really great football. We ran into what is just truly a great football team um, in, in the Chiefs. I, I agree completely. And part of the reason I even held off on on recording this week's episode is because I needed probably about another week to truly recover yeah. from the loss. It still hurts, but. It was that Mahomes play at the end of the second quarter um, where he scrambled in 20, 25 yards or so. Uh, Rashawn Evans just totally misplayed the ball. Tremaine Brock as well went for the strip um, at, at around the five-yard line instead of just a tackle. Mahomes made a great play. Um, I wish I wish we could have played a little bit better on the defensive fundamental side of the ball there. Um, it was just it was kind of poor, poor discipline, poor tackling. But even before that Mahomes play, and, and Kansas City's drive to even get down the field, we we had an opportunity to, to build on a 10-point lead with around uh, three and a half minutes or so. In, in the second quarter, we got the ball back in, and between what was ultimately passive play calling by by Art Smith and, and penalties that put us in a third and long, we, we really kind of run, run past it um, on, on that one series we had before Kern was forced to punt right at the two-minute warning. Looking back, you know, you, to to win these types of playoff games, you got to be the aggressor. Yeah, you got it. You got to especially be, on the road. Yeah, especially on the road, especially against a team that can put up thirty in a blink of an eye, like Kansas City. If you have an opportunity to to, to get points before half, especially with them receiving the second half kickoff, I I, you know, I, I regret. I think- yeah, I think that uh, that was part of the game plan. Uh, the Titans played uh, uh, their best football the season when up ahead. Uh, Derrick Henry, of course, was a big part of that, uh, playing the game by by the clock, uh, letting the, the time pass, running, running the ball and marching up the field. Um, I think that they started too way too early to do that and that was a a big mistake from our coaching staff uh i i I see what you're saying they completely stopped playing offensively uh aggressively after the uh, the halftime and i thought um if you if you recall when we were uh, we were chatting on the halftime i said now uh the the titans have to play aggressively down the titans have to re- react instead of just uh, uh, you know letting the game flow and uh, playing derrick henry this was a game that, that ryan Tannehill, our receivers had to win um, unfortunately uh, they didn't and we started playing derrick henry like we were up ahead uh, 30 points uh, of course this this bite uh, bite us in the end yeah and i and i i wonder cuz in, on the first drive, A.J. Brown had a really nice run after a catch. I think he got 30-something yards on our, on our first drive of the game. And I said to myself, and I don't remember if I said it to you too, but I was like, this is going to be a game that A.J. is going to have to be involved in and, and performing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't think A.J. or Corey or Janu or Ferkser really had the chance to to truly make an impact in the game. Um Part of it was we didn't have the ball 
Um, once, once really at the toward the end of the second quarter and into the third, Kansas City really started controlling the clock. Um, again, once you get it, once they were able to get to, get ahead, we struggled playing catch up. But I was frustrated with, with the lack of involvement from guys like A.J. Brown, guys like Corey Davis. Obviously, running the ball with Derrick Henry is our bread and butter um, as a team and as an offense. But, you know, with Tannehill, we, we were putting up 30 points a game, and a lot of it was through the air. Um, yeah. for, us to, for us to kind of just go back to what worked against Baltimore and Kansas City, and, uh, excuse me, New England, when we were playing a completely different team in the Chiefs, it, it, it just seemed like a missed opportunity to not get a guy like A.J. Brown involved, especially when he had such a great first touch. You know, he, 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 uh, he could have scored had he, had he had one more bl- uh, blocker downfield on what uh, would have been a huge, huge passing touchdown. I, I'm, I'm going to look back on this game, and obviously, like, it doesn't mean that we would have won or should have won, but I'm going to look back on this game for certainly the rest of my life, and I'm not even exaggerating, knowing that we didn't, we didn't hit Kansas City with our best punch, and we didn't go into that playing our best game. We didn't lose on Sunday um, playing our best game. We, we didn't play good enough football to really even threaten Kansas City the way that we certainly could have, and, and that's what hurts the most. Not Losing is one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to lose playing your best game, and we did not do that from not just an offensive side of the ball, but but defensively we were we were so poor fundamentally. Yeah. Um, Dean Pease's approach to to really just kind of rush three or four all game. We did not blitz Mahomes. We probably spied Mahomes when we didn't really need to dedicate a linebacker to solely spying him. He is a good runner. Um, he is a great athlete. He's a special player, but but probably didn't warrant. Um, a, a, a single guy on defense to spy him for the duration of the game. Just, I, I feel like I feel like we 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 came into the game with the wrong approach. Um, which, you know what? No, I, I'm going to correct myself. We came into the game with the right approach on the offensive side of the ball because, again, we were up 17 to seven mm-hmm. with two in it with um, with uh, with a, into the second quarter. So we 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 show we can score. But from the defensive side of the ball, and then on as a plan B on offense, it's like once Derek really got removed from the game, we we had no plan B, and and it's frustrating that that we fell apart the way that we did. Yeah, uh, I saw. I see what you do. What you're saying, uh, because of uh, defensively, actually, the defense uh, uh, didn't play at all their best uh, football of the season, and. Much of it comes at the end of uh, of Brock. I don't recall yeah. his first name. It was Tremaine Tremaine, Tremaine Brock? Yeah, um, he got us at the AFC Championship game, no doubt, because he, after Butler went down during the regular season, he started playing up uh, and become became a, a good starter. I guess uh, he just wasn't uh, wasn't uh, enough in this uh, in this game. Uh, he drew the the, um, the PI that. Yeah. Literally cut the game, literally stopped the game. Uh, as you said, he went for the strip and not for the tackle and the Mahomes run. Uh, he was the the liability in uh, in that game. Uh, if you 
If you if you recall, uh, they didn't uh, actually throw the ball uh, right at Dory Jackson. That means he's, he was doing a, a great job uh, as a as a reco- as a, um, sorry as a as a cornerback. Uh, but they kept punishing us uh, at Tremaine Brock, and yeah. that that means we need another cornerback, I guess, in the draft or something. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how we approach the draft, and we'll talk a little bit more on the off season later in the later in this uh, episode. One one last thing on the Chiefs game before we before we move on, um, and it, it's going to ladder up into more kind of off season decisions. Exactly what you said about. They weren't really going after Adoree Jackson. Adoree Jackson has really grown as a player. He's, he's a very solid cornerback. Um, excited to see him continue to grow. Tremaine Brock, unfortunately, he, he, he had his worst game as a Titan. I'm going to give him a lot of credit for coming in late in the season the way he did. He played very good against Baltimore. He played very good against New England. Um, Kansas City saw him as a weakness and exposed him. One thing I'm really going to we really need to see from from Art Smith moving forward is strong evolution in our pass game and the ability to identify other teams weak points and go at it over and over and over and over. Andy Reid identified Tremaine Brock as a guy that they were able to attack and they did and it worked. So they kept going after him. I don't feel like we do that enough on, 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 um, on the off side of the ball from, from a passing standpoint. And, and I hope that, I hope that that's something we, we look to improve upon in the future, because when an, when an opposing team has a weakness, which ultimately every team does, you, you gotta be able to expose it. And if you get a chance to expose it, you gotta just keep, keep going at it. Well, you know what? I, I think that part of that is um, the changing of the playbook when you go uh, from a guy like Mariota to a guy like Tannehill. Uh, they are a completely different quarterback to me, and that probably uh, with a full season under uh, the um, our offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, uh, under his belt, he, and with... Hopefully, I guess Tannehill next season he can do better than what he did this uh, this season. As you see, um, as you can see, while Mariota was under under center, um, our team struggled mightily. Uh, we yeah we win the first game against. Uh, um, Against the Browns, like with like 51 points, but then our team really literally collapsed. Uh, there were there was no uh, turning point from that other than changing the quarterback. Uh, after we did, I think that uh, Arthur Smith did a, a good job by um, with uh, with Tani under under center, and of course our team changed, but. Um, yeah, uh, I think that uh, the much of the, the the offensive struggle that we had against Kansas City uh, was uh, uh, was because of that. You you don't have a full season with a with a with a, a with a guy. You had you, you didn't had the the off season to prepare. So it it is a, a bit uh, difficult to me to actually you know going changing the quarterback and changing your offense. It did no. work against Baltimore. It did work against uh, uh, the the Patriots. But once you you face a, a, a situation where you have to score one more point, the one more point uh, rather, or what, how do you say it? One uh, more point than the other than, team. Than the other team to win, uh, you gotta know your offense uh, a little bit better. To me, so yeah. I'm I'm willing to give it one more year. Agree. Um, and, and you brought up some good points and uh, it kind of brings us to, to our next topic. You know, 
even with the transition of Mariota um, to Tannehill, overall the ups and downs of the season, starting two and four, uh, clawing our way back into the playoff hunt, ultimately making the playoffs, thrilling wins against New England and Baltimore, um, obviously falling short in the AFC title game. But again, uh, to start two and four and end the way we did, you know, you can't ask for much more as a fan. Of looking back, looking back on the 2019 season with the ups and downs, with the, you know, moving on from who truly is a fan favorite and a great guy in Mariota, a guy who did wonder, wonderful things for this franchise. How, how are you going to look back on the 2019 season when it's all said and done? Well, uh, uh, ecstatic. I mean, it, I, I couldn't imagine uh, a better finish than this. Of course, winning the Super Bowl, but uh, or, or going to the Super Bowl. But um, tell me, what other team can go to the AFC Championship by changing your quarterback at week six? Uh, your best receiver, which is Corey Davis at the time, isn't performing well. Uh, your best offensive player, which was uh, at that point Delaney Walker, goes down. So you basically left with no weapons on offense. Yep. Uh, your offensive line is playing uh, poorly, really, really poorly, like three or four sacks a game. And your defense is, yes, is playing good, but you can't win game because your offense doesn't stay on the field, doesn't stay on the field. So uh, this is not a recipe for a winning team. Um, but I don't know what, what flipped the switch for our, uh, our team, because uh, even from our uh, Italian group, I, I looked at people and they were saying, uh, fire <laughs> Rabel, fire <laughs> Arthur Smith, uh, cut Tannehill, uh, start rebuilding from scratch. The conversation is much, much different right now. I'm really, really hopeful uh, about our team for the 2020 season. And this, the, the fact that we could uh, like um, recover from the bad start and reach the AFC Championship game uh, made us uh, widely popular, I'm guessing, with this Cinderella story, as they kept saying that uh, we beat the, the, uh, the, the GOAT, we beat the MVP, and we lost to a, 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 a team that probably will end up winning the Super Bowl. So uh, I think this is a really, really good starting point, even uh, when you have to move up uh, uh, for some big names in free agency. Um, many people, I guess, many players didn't like coming to the titles because uh, we were not seen as a winning team. Well, guess what? We are now, I guess. No, I, I think we, we absolutely are. And it's, it's a testament to John Robinson, yeah. uh, our GM, really, for... Although, you know, nine and seven is as is, uh, few of wins you can have while having a winning season. We've, we've had four winning seasons in a row. Um, not a lot of teams at all in the NFL can say that. Uh, two, two playoff appearances the past four seasons, and, and the, arrows, the arrow is certainly pointing up. I think, I think from, for me, it was, it was a real roller coaster of a season. I think yeah, you know, it was. kind of what, what you were saying about how, you know, f- fans were saying fire Vrabel, fire Art Smith. Like we, we hit rock bottom. And as a fan, you have the benefit of being able to kind of have those types of ridiculous reactions to, <laughs> to, to, you know, Mario, a guy like Mariota getting benched. Um, you're, you're able to kind of just, you know, have those knee jerk reactions. And, and, and then, you know, ultimately it's not our job to fix the problem at hand. It's, it's Mike, it was Mike Vrabel's job. It was Art Smith's job. It was, uh, it was the entire team's job, and, and 
it's a credit to Vrabel for, for the job he's able to do of really getting those guys locked in, focused on the task at hand, taking it week by week. And, and um, it resulted in, in a lot of wins and it resulted in, in a thrilling playoff run. Um, I, I guess looking back on this season, it's, 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 it was a real turning point in this franchise. I think kind of what you were, what you were saying about, you know, people are talking about us now. We're, we're a team that that's viewed as, as a competitive one in, in the NFL landscape. I do think we're a few pieces away um, that in this off season, the way John Robinson handles and manages this off season with some of the players he decides to sign or, or ultimately let go is going to dictate the trajectory of this franchise. Um, so again, like 2019, I'm never going to forget this playoff run. It, it ended with, you know, an unfortunate loss to, to like we were saying, a powerhouse team that, that could very well uh, come out of here with the Super Bowl win. Um, but with, with this offseason ahead, I think we got some key decisions to make. You know, like we got we have Dean Pease, our great, great defensive coordinator, who the players love playing for, uh, and moved on to retirement. We have four, we have multiple contracts uh, that are that are winding that are winding down this offseason that we're gonna make need to make decisions on. The four biggest ones being our best player, Derrick Henry, our new quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, right tackle Jack Conklin, and, and our uh, one of the leaders of our secondary, Logan Ryan, uh, with these big offseason decisions ahead, what, what do you, what, where is your head at on, on who to sign and what type of players we need to acquire? Well, uh, first of all, talking about Derrick Henry, just pay the man. Uh, I think uh, that you can just pass on a guy like that. He's not just a great running back. Uh, he's uh, a specimen. He's, he's truly a specimen. He is uh, just physically is uh, one step ahead uh, other uh, other player. And you can sub a, a, a guy like that to me. He, he won the uh, the um, uh, how do you say the the best running back on the on the NFL. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. He was the, uh, of course he was the most prolific. So he, well, he uh, led the, he led the league in rushing. He led but, the league in rushing. Yeah. But a question a question I'll have for you then is, and and I, I I truly do see both sides of it. But there there are there is a lot of of questions about should the running back position be hmm. be a place where you invest a lot of money. Um, obviously, Derrick Henry is not Zeke Elliott. He's not Todd Gurley. Their situations are all completely different. Um, but, you know, we do have a great offensive line. Um, you can make the argument that we can find a cheaper running back and might not have the impact that Derek did, but it allows us to have money to allocate elsewhere. Again, I, I tend to agree with you that, mm. that, that Derek is the type of guy you invest in. He's the face of our franchise. He's a fan favorite. The Titans fan base as a whole has really struggled to stick with this team. To, to move on from the guy that everyone fell in love with in the past month or so would, would, would be gutting from, from an emotional standpoint. But, but knowing, knowing the, the reality of the running back position and how, you know, once those guys hit 28, 29, their, their, their careers kind of start dwindling down. Do you still think it's worth investing a lot of money in this one player? Well, now that you look like that, uh, 28, 29 is the turning point for a, a running back, especially when you uh, 
uh, carry the ball 30 to 35 times like Henry did. And especially when you uh, receive the amount of hits that Derrick Henry yeah. received uh, in the later in the latest year. Um, yeah, now that you mention it, uh, I might have some second thoughts about it. But um, if you were to move some money around, uh, I would probably still get the biggest chunk to Derrick Henry. Um, other names that are worth resigning to me and so they are worth spending money on, I would probably keep Jack Conkling. Uh, I would probably keep for another year or so Kamale Correa, which really, Korea, really, really nice. Yeah. yeah, really step it up in this final uh, final year. I would try to resign Derry. Uh, sorry, to resign uh, Ryan Tannehill. Or probably you can you can tag him. Um, and you can tag as well uh, Derrick Henry, like knowing that he could uh, ship somewhere else uh, if the offer came. But you could tag both, that, thus um, going all in on a big free agent uh, sign and like trying to get to a championship uh, on the tag year of both players. Uh, but I think that you can re-sign Derrick Henry, tag for another year, um, Ryan Tannehill, especially when you, we basically didn't pay him Derrick Henry. Uh, sorry, uh, Ryan Tannehill. I kept I kept saying the the name wrong. Uh, you can we we didn't pay uh, Ryan Tannehill this season because of the eight or seven million of contract, uh, like more than uh, three quarters were paid by yeah. the, the Dolphins. So uh, bank is not is not bad for us, I guess. We are not uh, a poor team, and I think that we can afford to pay Derrick Henry, to tag Ryan Tannehill, and to sign uh, a big name in this free agency. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, in this, I'm in the boat of, of franchising Tannehill. Um, obviously, like, this is a business. I know Derek says he wants to be in Nashville. I want Derek in Nashville. For me, it would have to it would have to be one of those contracts where he takes a, some sort of hometown discount. Uh, I, I think that investing heavily, heavily, heavily in a player as great as he is 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 a recipe for disaster mm-hmm. when you when you're really trying to because again you, you need 22 guys. Uh, no, you, you need you need guys on three phases of the ball to to be well rounded. And, and allocate your spending wisely. Um, Jack Conklin, I wish I wish John Robinson had because when you know Jack Conklin as a fir- as an early first round pick was available was um, um was eligible excuse me eligible for a fifth year option similar to what we exercise on Mariota yeah where where you you make a, you have a bit more of a, a pay increase um, but but you know it just kind of kicks the can down the road a little bit you get an extra year to to, to save money for the guy or evaluate his level of play. Ultimately, that decision, we didn't exercise that option, so we're, we're going to need to make a decision on Conklin this offseason. I would, again, you can only, you can only assume so many hometown discounts. Um, I, I see Conklin as a guy that, that might price himself out of town, which is unfortunate. Um, hopefully we're able to maintain De- Dennis Kelly just to have you know, the, the group of guys that know how to play together. Um, to you know, on this roster, it'll it'll cause us to probably look at tackle again in the draft, which which you know can't hurt. I, I think Logan Ryan is another one that um, I, I forgot where I read it on, on online, but someone brought up a great point that I think Logan Ryan, as a, as any defensive free agent would, 
um, is going to wait and see who we bring in as our defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've heard this rumor yet, but uh, one one name that's circling around it would be an internal hire. Our um, our outside linebackers coach Shane Bowen, who's mm. uh, been he's been with Vrabel for for a few years now, even back to I believe Ohio State. Um, he, he's rumored to to just be elevated into the defensive coordinator role. Um, if if he maintains kind of the continuity of P's, that means Logan Ryan's going to have a big role. I could see him potentially wanting to stay in Tennessee. Should that be the case? If not, you know, you, you can't blame the guy for looking elsewhere. Um, one, one thing we really need to do, and, and you mentioned, I think Correa would be, would be nice to re-sign, not, not a mandate. While he did play very, very well down the stretch, he is ultimately a role player. We need an impact player on the defensive line that can rush the passer. Yeah, I agree. Um, Harold Landry can't do it on his own. Uh, he, he did have nine sacks this year. It was probably the quietest and least impactful nine sacks you can have. <laughs> we, we, we need, we, and it was evident against Kansas City, we need to be able to rush the passer. You're, you're not going to win a Super Bowl, and you see how good Kansas, um, San Francisco is right now because they have a defensive line that can just get at the quarterback relentlessly and for 60 minutes. That's a big reason why they are in the game right now. And, and for us to really take our team to the next level, we need that pass rush. And that was my biggest worry going to Kansas City was, are we going to be able to at least make Mahomes uncomfortable? He's always going to make his plays, but can we can we rough him up a little bit? And we we didn't even come close to that. We need to be able to rush the passer. We need to be able to collapse the pocket because when you're able to do that, the rest of the defense tends to play a lot better because corners don't have to cover as long, and that's just the reality of this this game. Yeah, uh, I you know what I'm thinking, uh, and then I realize it right now. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that I would uh, miss that much uh, Cameron Wake on the field. Oh, absolutely! Uh, he, 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 in, in the first uh, uh, like game he played, I think he got injured in like week seven or so, uh, or maybe earlier. I, I can't remember. Uh, but you know, he was a, a presence right there. He, he just seeing him on the field, uh, he was like a, a menace to other quarterback. And while it didn't cost us much uh, against the Patriots, because of course M- uh, Brady is not uh, a scrambler, uh, he didn't cost us much against um, uh, the Ravens because uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, as long as he's, uh, he, of course, is a great, great, great scrambler, uh, he scrambles to uh, to close the down, not to throw. Uh, so he 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 kind of caught up in the game and he, he can get uh, get sacked. But Mahomes uh, is not a regular, just just your regular scrambler. He, he he goes around, he runs around to end the play in a pass. So you don't have much time to tackle him. You don't have much time to scramble. Um, Why he scrambles, you have, don't have much time to, to get him to the ground. And yeah, on that side especially, and if you notice, uh, his biggest run for the, for the touchdown came in the, at the right side, the left side, I'm sorry, where Cameron Wake was. So you, you have, I'm, I see what you are saying, and I completely agree. We need a, a defensive line uh, help on the draft and possibly on the offseason. I don't know yet if there are some big name on the offseason regarding that position, but you know, I, I would get a look. Yeah, no, you, well, Wake, Wake definitely had a great impact uh, for the first half of the season or so before he got injured. Um, 
wasn't necessarily racking up sacks, but was really pressuring the quarterback yeah. and causing a lot of hurries. Um, while, he, while he certainly is a presence, he is at the tail end of his career. I'm really hoping we're able to acquire a guy that is young, entering his prime. Um, I'm going to butcher his name, but but uh, Jacksonville Jaguars is moving on from Yannick Ngu- Nguyen. That, that, that's, a, that's a fantastic uh, yeah. player to me. Yeah, he's a great, great player. Uh, that's someone I, I would hope that we... Yeah, we uh, take a strong look at it and try to lure to Nashville and free agency because, again, uh, an impactful pass rush. And then you, you line that guy up next to Jeffrey Simmons, Jarrell Casey, Harold Landry. Um, an impactful pass rush can can transform a defense. Yeah, I completely agree. And about Simmons, um, w- once he got to the field and once he got his uh, his breath, his breath back, because uh, he, he didn't start the season um, actually 100%. He was a great player once uh, he, he recovered, but at the start of the season, uh, he didn't. Now I think that next season he will be uh, a different player from week one. Uh, of yeah. course, he, Casey... Um, Daquan Jones are, are great interior linemen. Uh, I think that one guy paired well with uh, Errol Landry would be Yannick Ngakwe, but I, I think they are resigning, my friend. I think they, he's not going to, be, to, to walk out of, uh, of Jacksonville. So I got a little update for you. Yeah. Um, Yannick had tweeted the other day just the word free. As if he was free oh. from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or well, maybe it's the free from free agency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jacksonville is known to be um, a franchise that players really struggle to play for due to the organization. It's a very mm-hmm. mismanaged group. So again, yeah, to your point, a lot of a lot of uh, details left to be uncovered in the next few weeks before free agency. But sh- should that guy hit the market, uh, Yannick is certainly someone that that Tennessee should look at. Uh, Renato, I think uh, we covered up as best as we can. This the Chiefs game, the end of the season. Very, very much appreciate you have, uh, hopping on the episode and, and hope to have you again in the future. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Whenever you want, whenever you come to Italy, please visit. And uh, I will, <laughs> I will uh, of course, escort you right, away, right uh-huh. in here in Italy. It's wonderful. I advise every one of your listeners to come. Oh, appreciate it very much. Looking forward. Yeah, I'm... Uh, making my trip to Italy this July. Yeah. Haven't been in a couple of years. Uh, we'll, de- we'll definitely let you know if I can swing by. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Two-Tone Nation, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl.